0: Welcome fellow industry heroes. This is the Late Night with Chefs show. A show bringing you the realest stories and experiences in the industry. Created by chefs, for chefs. Your hosts Doug and Vlad are both chefs from Chicago who went to culinary school together and have been grinding through the industry ever since. Hello everyone, I'm Vlad Brunson with the Late Night with Chef podcast and we are here with one amazing, extraordinary New York City chef, Sakari. Uh, Sakari, uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing
1: great, man. Thank you so much for having me. Man.
0: I am so happy. Uh, so what? we're going we're gonna to start out. We're going to give you a little merch.
1: What? So we want
0: you to tick out your little uh, New York City <laughs> spots oh, where we yeah. hang out. We got gonna... you a little
1: what? Truffle
0: Boy uh, hoodie so you can rock Purple's it in New York City. <laughs> Hell yeah. There you go. This
1: is sick, dude. Thank Starting man. off? Of course, man. I I'm super excited.
0: It, like I said, I've been... Uh, That's so sick. I've been on the pulse of uh, what you're doing. I got yeah. my notifications turned on yeah. and I just want to hear like all the incredible things that you got going on in your life yeah, man. and you know, kind of how
1: you got there. If you want to start us off there. 100%, man. Well, I'm Sakari. I'm chef and owner of No Promise. And uh, we're launching one of the first NFT restaurant pop-ups. Super duper excited. We just meant it. So what that means is you can go on the website, studios.com and you can mint an NFT. So what is an NFT? It's basically a digital asset, right? right? And basically what this means is everything is going digital now, right? So you can own this and now you're a member of our community of Nova Promise, right? So right. we'll have exclusive events for only member holders members. Uh, we're shipping out coloring books, we're shipping out canvas. Also, we're gonna be giving out revenue shares and royalties, creating cash flow for our future cookbook. Um, along with a VIP membership to the future restaurant, uh, Noble Promise. Um, so, a lot of exciting things. We've been working on this project for the past like eight months. Um, um, Super duper excited, and, and we're launched and we're here, and now we're just trying to get as many eyes on this project um, as possible. Awesome. Well,
0: I mean, that's exciting being the first restaurant NFT New York City. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't think of a better place to start it. I mean, the diversity and culture. And just the bustle and hustle of the city. I mean, New York City, definitely, if anything's going to start off and pop off, you know, I'm super happy to hear that. Thank you. If you could just give our viewers a little bit more intel, like, you know, how, you know, what's your what's your early history? You know, what made you fall in love with cooking? And then what kind of keeps that passion and dri- uh, you know, drive nowadays?
1: You know, for me, what drives me, man, is my family. You know, that's how I got into cooking, just cooking with my grandmother back in the day. Um, Any early memories that, like, you know, that just... Anytime you're in the kitchen takes you back. Chocolate chip cookies. Chocolate chip cookies. Homemade ice cream and eggs. That was the first thing that I learned how to cook was eggs and a PB&J sandwich. The only thing I could cook. But breakfast, everybody gets introduced to breakfast. It's super simple, super easy. And uh, that's what I remember. You know what I mean? I remember smelling a lot of smells and the the kitchen door always being closed. It was like this mysterious secret door that you couldn't get in until everything was ready. So I always was curious. My father had a restaurant as well and um, went to culinary school. The only reason I went to culinary school was because at the time I was working at McDonald's uh-huh. and the culinary school was right next door to McDonald's. So I thought my career was going to be a general manager at McDonald's. That's what I thought I had in my plans. I got introduced to fine dining from a club in, um, up at the college. It changed my life forever. All right. Mm-hmm. They breadcrumb, They pulled my seed out. Every course was delicious. I thought fine dining was red lobster, cheesecake you know, roof, Chris, things like this. And then I get introduced to this a one Michelin star restaurant at the time. And I was like, I need to know everything about Michelin. I need to know everything about fine dining. And from there, I just went down a rabbit hole. I worked at Maria, which had two Michelin stars at the time, a time, the only entire restaurant in North America with that achievement. Um, from there, I just knew I wanted to be the best. So I worked at Levin Madison Park. Worked there for about two years. At the time, it was the number one restaurant in the world. Right. Um, from there, I really wanted to understand my roots as a chef. So from there, I did a black chef's tour because I'm African-American. Okay. So I worked for some of the best African-American chefs in the country. Um, went to Seattle, went to D.C., came back to New York City, worked for two amazing African-American chefs in the city. Um, and then from there, I really missed fine dining, that high level, that high standard, that table, that intimate uh, interactions with guests. And from there, I helped a buddy. Him and I basically did a chef's table in the Lower East Side of New York City. And at 24 years old. I got a Michelin star with him, so it was That's him and amazing. I. Yeah, it was crazy. Him and I were basically in the kitchen. The only people in the kitchen, um, cooking like an eight course, five course meal. And um, man, those memories. He was from the Netherlands. He taught me everything that he could. And, and how was food. that
0: working with you know somebody? Did he speak fluent English? He spoke fluent
1: English. Yeah, a little accent. But you know what's crazy about social media, right? And and and, and all these things is that you know at first there was like a little divide. Right. Because we came from two different areas. He saw my social media and how much I love food. And he's like, I understand why you're here. And we just kind of grew, grown together uh, once he saw my passion for food and once he saw my work ethic. Um, from there, I told him that every chef that I knew was successful or went to Europe. They either traveled in Europe, studied in Europe or worked out in Europe. So I said, listen, like, I need you to help me get to Europe. And he ended up helping me get into Europe. And from there, I worked at a two Michelin star restaurant um, in Europe. It was the third best restaurant in the Netherlands. Um, incredible.
0: How is that, you know, traveling abroad, kind of working, you know, in, in the American mentality where, you know, the, the, we are trying to push that culture, equality, that diversity, you know, that that freedom in the kitchen and yeah. kind of getting that masculine persona out of the kitchen. Yeah. How did you see that or reflect on that it when was, you were traveling
1: to Europe? It was totally different, you know, Uh, I was the immigrant, you know what I mean, I came in there, they didn't even look at me as African American, they just looked at me as an American. And uh, the fact that I didn't speak the language, I didn't know the culture, I had to kind of really just push myself to get immersed in that culture and really learn everything. So it was like riding a bicycle again, you know, I didn't understand the tickets and what calls are being made. But I knew how to cook, so I just was like, all right, let's just let's just go, you know what I mean? And I, I, I proved myself, I worked my ass off. Every day off I would come in and prep for the next day. Um, I got paid little to no money and he helped take care of my housing. He helped me he style in different restaurants as well, um, in Europe, and he really took care of me and he taught me everything he knew. You know, the, the crazy thing about uh, Chef Jan Sobeki, that's who it was. He actually used to work uh, for Tom Calicchio back in the day as well. So he he understood that uh, that feeling of being an immigrant, per se. He was the first person in the kitchen, last person to leave every single day. That's amazing. He would walk in there. He's making breads. He's breaking down lobsters. He's making macaroons. um, And then he's having our our pre-shift meal with us. And, you know, he's having our post-shift meal with us. He's having a drink with us after. So he really spoke to me about what hospitality means, um, not just for the the diners and the customers, but more so for your people that work with you um, and what that means. So it was
0: incredible. No, that's amazing. And I mean, it just like being able to throw yourself in those opportunities. And, you know, we talk about the podcast all the time is that, um, you know, throwing yourself out of that comfort zone, yeah. you know, pushing yourself, propelling yourself to greatness, always, you know, the, the circle, you, you got to make sure you got a good circle. And it really seems like you have the right people around you to really, you know, all your dreams kind of flourish them and, and put them, uh, you know, in fruition and kind of living in that now. I mean, that's, that's incredible <laughs> no, to travel so much. So much. Yeah, um, you know, and important. I really, really it's love that you brought that, you know, you work for some of the, you know, best uh, African-American chefs. Yeah. How was that different, would you say? And what did you see in those kitchens that you kind of want to bring back and kind of do
1: uh, with what, with what you're doing right now? Yeah, you know, for me, what I learned in going to these kitchens and working for African American chefs was about our ancestors. You know, I learned about the stories that's being told. You know, whether it's the stories of Thomas Hemings or Hercules, who were you know the chefs or the slaves of Thomas Jefferson and George Washington, um, and how they introduced American cuisine and how they sculpted American cuisine today. I didn't know that, you know, unless I didn't work for these chefs. They really taught me about storytelling. How important it is to tell a story. Um, because everything is is a narrative nowadays and and it's so important, you know what I mean? Why are you cooking the food that you're cooking? Why is it important? Does it just taste good? Is it just caviar or something on top? Or does it have a purpose? Is there a meaning behind it? So they really taught me storytelling, um, delicious flavors, things that were very culture-forward and very nostalgic to my childhood. And I was able to take all those lessons and put it into the food that I want to cook with my childhood, my memories, and make it unique to who I am.
0: Hi there, listener. We would like to take a moment to thank all our sponsors and welcome any new sponsors to the opportunity of advertising with us. With products cooking demos, brand recognition shoutouts, and other marketing opportunities, let Late Night with Chefs help grow your like-minded business within our rapidly growing industry community. If you would like to explore sponsorship packages for our next show, please email us at chefs at gmail.com. So we talked a little bit before we, we got on the pod, and I and um, kind of tying this back to my uh, our previous pod with me and Doug. Yeah. Um, we talked about the five mother sauces and their importance, and then their derivatives used today. And, and you know, me and me and you talked about kind of the history of mac and cheese. Yeah. So if you could, uh, you know, share those, you know, share that knowledge with our, you know, viewers tuning in 100%. about
1: what, what's the origin, what's the story. 100%. So Thomas Hemmings, was the slave of Thomas Jefferson, okay? He wanted these delicious meals, so he actually sent Thomas Simmons two friends where he learned to top cooking, learned about meringues, right? Egg white, whipping it, doing things like that. And he also learned about the bechamel sauce, which is one of the five mother sauces, right? So you have to actually make handmade pasta, incorporate it with the cheese. So he brought this dish, this, which was a French-influenced dish at first, he brought this back to America. And now that has became an American staple today. Uh, from that interaction, from one of those things they learned right. all the way back
0: then. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I, I love that you said, like, you know, knowing that now you pay homage, you know, to your ancestors and yeah. to that history and to, you know, that the the time that these chefs and these amazing, passionate people spent, because, you know, they had to both have been passionate to kind of send them to send him to France and and get him yeah. educated and come back and let well, him do that. that there was, that trust that respect. respect so that's really awesome to see how you know early days and oh, you know that and now really where it is today and now today I mean America crap <laughs> mac and cheese I mean that's, that's the it. number that's one you seller are. you that's can't it. get rid of it but you that's gotta it. have it on your kids menu because right. that's Everywhere. what the kids eat.
1: That's what they eat it's a full circle moment man it's, uh, it's delicious. So I love that I love
0: I love that the, the rich culture and uh, kind of you've you've set yourself in a place where you're part of this lineage now, right? And yeah. I, I love the, the culinary lineage, right? Cause yeah. it all started kind of with, I mean, officially the first book was the Scoffier, right? Yeah. Before that, really we don't have much textbooks, but mm-hmm. digging through that, there's a lot more to be found. And I love that, you know, you're kind of advocating for that.
1: And to that point, that's how I'm working on my first cookbook right now. You know, I'm working on what is to be known as one of the first, if not the first NFT cookbook. And what I did was that I created 30 recipes that were all inspired by African-Americans, um, whether it was a famous African-American chef or family members that inspired me throughout my childhood. And I've created these dishes, which are going to be the bones, the first steps to our cookbook. Um, so when you are able to mention you go on the website, you can actually get one of these dishes, um, which in return gives you shares, cash flow, royalties to my future cookbook that I'm working on right now. It's amazing. So
0: kind of getting into to the NFT world yep. and all things NFT. I know our viewers, uh, you know, all our chef industry people, we're so busy. Yeah, And course. there's just so much information that yep. you don't want to be led into, you know, a scam and, and a token and this and that 100%. and whatnot. It's just, it's so new that we're kind of scared, just like the of Internet course. was exactly. with the Internet boom, yep. you know. So kind of tell us how you got in it, you know, uh, what are the people you're working with and, and kind yeah. of what's the knowledge that you kind of uh, educated yourself on and then what's kind of the knowledge that you're kind of helping us get those uh, NFTs now and kind of be a part of your
1: amazing project. Of course, Uh, www.google.com. Google, Google, I said it right. That's how you start. Okay. You go Google. What is an NFT? You go on YouTube. What is an NFT? Don't spend any money. People think you need to go invest all this money. I need to spend $50 $10, jobs. Don't do 50 hours of research. Before you even get there, okay, and then the second step would be spend money that yeah, you better be lose. getting uh, <laughs> getting
0: those notes out and writing this down. Get, them, get the
1: notes. Uh, spend money that you can afford to lose because it is so early and it is still a volatile market. However, I believe and I know some entrepreneurs that I look up to believe okay. as well that it is the future. Let's let's
0: name drop because I know we both <laughs> have a mutual.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so okay. the way I got she, into she, NFTs was from Gary Vaynerchuk. When I got that Michelin star so, at 24 years old, it was an amazing accomplishment. He's, However, he's not that many people knew about now. it, and our restaurant had to close. So yeah. from that point, it was okay. because of location and marketing and things like that, online presence, right? So from that point, I realized no matter how much delicious food you make, we have to understand business. So I wanted to find the best business person, the best brand, or the best marketer to me or in the world. And for me, that was Gary. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk. So he's, he's known for being always... A little bit of step ahead of the game, always early, right? Right. So he was early with uh, his predictions. (laughs) He's really good at his predictions. With his predictions, so you know what people think is he's predicting the future, but really he's acting fast and executing, Um, which is something that I learned how to do, which is why we're in the position we are now with our project, right? Um, So I made a bet. I basically I call it a Chinese um, Chinese sweatshop. Basically, I needed fifteen hundred dollars in a very short amount of time. That was the most amount of money that I've had as African-American because I'm always spending and paying spending, whatever the case is. I basically called up a friend. I said, I need to work. He took me to a Chinese kitchen where in the back was actually catering for the pandemic at the time. So I'm literally working maybe like here to here with a Chinese cleaver, only get one one instrument. Uh, with a whole bunch of people there and um, I've worked at some of the best, most expensive, nicest restaurants in the world. And now obviously I'm in this right. situation, right? It was very humbling, uh, but I knew that I needed to, to, to do this. It's just something I felt right. I ended up working there for, I believe maybe it was two weeks. I ended up getting the money and I get to the website and I didn't want to buy it. I didn't want to buy it because this was the most money I've ever had. And then a friend of mine says, you know, they have noble numbat, which is the character that I was going to be mine, right? And uh, that goes with my brand, no promise. So I put it in, hope for the best. Um, most recently, I just sold it, and uh, I paid fifteen hundred dollars. Not only did I get dividends and things like that from special gifts, for ended up being free, but right. I, I sold it for about forty five thousand dollars. That's um, amazing, which is which is incredible. It changed my life. I was able to pay off my debt. Um, that I've accumulated, and then also help reinvest into myself in this project that we're doing That's amazing. So,
0: kind of talking about you know the the NFT world, you know Gary Vee's definitely you know the, the the forefather of this and yep. really pushing this yep. forward. You know, and he does say to you know himself, he's like ninety nine percent of the projects are gonna die. But yep. you really gotta invest behind the people behind it. Exactly. Right? So awesome. I love that we're getting that backstory. We're getting you know what got you into this, what you're doing now, and how you really got involved with this nft because really it's just you know the what open table used to be when it was new yep. this is just the new version of basically being a member of the club and kind of you know putting that investment and growing within that family right yeah so what do you kind of see you know what are you doing now and you know what's the next steps and then how can people whether it's reach out to you noble promise what, how can, you know, how can people get in touch with you as well if they have any extra
1: questions or, of course, of course. you know, they want to reach out and do some so, things with you? I told you the first steps, right? Which was Google, YouTube, right? Do 50 hours of research, spend money that you can afford to lose, right? Get your, get your feet wet a little bit, right? Um, I would suggest looking at well-known, successful projects going in the Discord. Um, and from there, I would really start to look at who is the person behind the project, like you were saying, right? Right. Um, so for me, I believe for myself, of course, and I'm the founder of this project. So it's, I know what work I'm putting in and I know what work I'm going to do. Uh, what I'm doing is no different than what Jeff Bezos was doing with books back in 1995. Right. We see an opportunity using this technology and we're pushing the brand forward for things that we were already in the pipeline was already in the, in the spectrum. Um, so the next step for us is, you know, what I created was, you know, it started off as no promise to pop up restaurant, Right. And we transitioned and pivoted because as a founder you need to be able to pivot and adapt to no promise studios right which is going to be a platform for emerging artists such as myself and when we say artists we mean painting photography rappers r b artists and chefs because i view myself as an artist as a chef so that's really what we're doing we're long-term building a platform um but the next step right now and, and some people that i'm working with you know uh vader nft and and with this scholarship that i won from gary because i kind of skipped over that a little bit right i uh basically won a scholarship with gary banachuk um it's a crazy story but long story short is that they denied me at first actually i got denied i spoke to the president of one of his companies in the street at nft nyc which was a big nft conference last june i tell him my story he interrupts me halfway he's like did you apply for the scholarship i said yes i did uh next thing i know i'm getting called back in for an interview. Um, Out of nowhere after I've been told I I didn't get it. I go into the interview, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and next thing I know I'm winning the scholarship. So with this scholarship, not only do you receive a very valuable NFT, uh, but you also get a mentorship from Gary, and you get 30 hours of access to his professional network. Um, You know, the biggest VPs, the biggest president of companies, just being able to really coach you and mentor you and give you resources, give you relationships throughout this process. You know, so... The first membership restaurant as an NFT that dropped was Fish Club. Right. You know, I was able to meet with them last week, create relationships. You know, I met with Avery, who's the president of Vayner NFT last week as well. And to speak to your question, which was, what is the next step? It's collaboration. You know, collaboration. So I'll, I'll give you a little little tidbit, and, and I'm sure whenever this airs. But basically, right now we're collabing with one of my mentors as well, but we're, we're looking to launch the first NFT food truck in the world. It's never been done before. Um, we're actually also going to be accepting crypto as well. Um, and it's just, we're just thinking as a visionary, as innovative, uh, doing things different and outside the box. Um, and just pushing brands and pushing what we're already doing for. So that's, that's amazing. The next step. That's the next step. That's amazing. Now I want you to
0: plug in so everybody can, you know, hit that <laughs> notification button you know, where they can find you, where yeah. they can find, you know,
1: Noble Promise Studios. 100%. So uh, Sakari Smithwick, um, you can Google me. It's all across platforms on Twitter, on TikTok, on YouTube. Um, Noble Promise Studios on all platforms as well. That's the platform that you'll be able to see different artists along with me and what we're doing the entire journey, the entire process. Um, but yes, no, www.noblepromisestudios.com. You'll have all the information, all your questions answered. Um, My messages are always open and uh, we hope to see you soon. Cheers.
0: Love it, man. And, you know, one one thing that I'm reflecting on taking away from talking to you was just the way that you just go, you just go for it. And I love that. You don't hesitate. You don't like really procrastinate. You just go for it. And, you know, from, from the beginning of your story to, you know, to where you are now, like just that hustle and just like that momentum that you're trying to build and, and capture is amazing and reaching out, you know, and, and never taking a no for a no, Like these are things that, you know, a lot of us kind of let, let the world happen. And instead of kind of taking the world back to we, this is what we want to happen. So like, I love getting, you know, acquainted, collabing and, you know, just conversating with awesome, amazing progressive thinkers, you know, in our generation right now. And that's huge. New York City, I mean, <laughs> this is the city. I'm, I'm from <laughs> Chicago, two big cities. Uh, and, you know, we're going to be true fans. You know, we're, we're going to get our, our way on that. You know, we're going to talk right after this pod on how to acquire yeah. one. Yeah. We're going to get that in. And, you know, we want to be a part of this journey from from all of it all the way to to wherever you want to take it, right? And uh, wherever we can do to support that, you know, with Late Night with Chefs and whatever we can do to do that, we're always down for that. So, I just really want to appreciate you coming in for the pod, Dude, conversating. I appreciate you, man. Sharing, uh, you know, yeah. NFTs, man, has just been such a such a gray area for me, and just yeah. being able to to just have this conversation and just feel more like I feel more confident and secure about it. I also see the founders behind yeah. these NFT projects and yeah. talking to them and seeing where they're at. Yep. Yeah like it's, it's really on you guys, whether it succeeds or not, just like a restaurant, just like any other business. Right. So, you know, all, all, all hopes to you, man. I really want to see it like just fucking go viral boom and and get out there. But you're working with some of the amazing, you know, the top dogs in the industry. So there's no reason for it uh, to go any other way, man. It's just been amazing to, to share this conversation Thank you to all our viewers tuning in. As always, make sure to like, follow, subscribe, check out Sakari, yeah. check out Noble Promises, and make sure to stay tuned for more content like this. Late Night with Chefs, I'm Vlad Branstad, Chef Sakari in the house, Love. and we're out. Hell oh yeah, bro? Cheers, bro. That
1: was we're great, you, dude. Cross, followed by second course holding, lay, mid rare,